Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. Imagine your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Adam. Welcome back. Yeah. What up, y'all? Yeah, it's another by the by for you this week. That's right. Yeah. And, and um, we're doing a by the by redux, redo, return. Yeah. yeah. Return of the by the by. We've had a lot of uh, requests to revisit this topic, so we're going to do so. So we're like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it. Literally. What are we? What are we doing? We are doing another pegging episode. So I think. Yes. I know. I, I love think pegging. Our first, like, our third episode. Yeah. Second, third, fourth. It was early it was on. early on. Uh, episode was on pegging. Uh, and we did a pegging 101, sort of a primer. Um, we did not listen to that episode. No, I honestly <laughs> have no idea what we said then. <laughs> but look, we, we do it all the time, so I think we're... St- Still fucking pros. Um, and we want to bring you some fresh information and at least a fresh perspective. With a better sound quality. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this, this, I don't know, will this be a long one? I, I feel like I have a lot to say, so this might be a long well, episode. Let's, let's just get into it and see where it goes. Before we jump into it, let's yeah. talk real quick like, right. um, we have a birthday party coming up. Whose birthday party is it? It's yours. It's mine. Yes. Uh, so this will be at Our Secret Spot on December 28th. Mm-hmm. It's a Thursday. Suck it up, buttercup. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big splish, splash, splosh party. It's a mm-hmm. splashing party. Um, so if you're in the Sydney area, come down and say hi. Yep, we're going to take a part of Our Secret Spot and cover it in plastic and turn it into a splosh zone. That's really hard to say. A splosh uh, zone. Yeah. The first few rows will get splashed. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to make it into a splash zone, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with food. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, And then also we'll talk more about this in La Futura, but uh, we have another pegging... I'm sorry, doy. We have another pendulum party. It's too many P's. I can't get my P's together. My P's and Q's. I'm missing them. Uh, Another pendulum party early next year in the first quarter. My guess is February, March, somewhere around there. Yep. We'll get Uh, a date set and let you know. As soon as we know, you guys will know. Yep. Um, And then we also have next October, November. We're going to be spending a week at Passion in Paradise Mm -hmm. and a couple of weeks in Desire, both uh, Riviera Maya and Pearl. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for more detailed information on both our, all three of those. And, and uh, if you'd like to come join us, by all means. Yeah, dude, yeah. by all means. Uh-huh. I know, right? It's going to be great. Um, yeah, so 
I think without further ado, let's talk about DOS pegging. Yeah. You have like a huge list of notes over there, which and both intimidates and arouses me. And then there's still a lot of things that you want to talk about that aren't on there. So it's going to be a lot of information. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's first talk about what what is pegging. What is pegging? So, okay. Um... And I have to, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pull up my exact notes because I want to make sure I, I talk about it properly. So the, f- the word pegging, so pegging itself has been around for a very, 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 very long time. Um, in fact, the Marquis de Sade uh, describes pegging in a 1795 book called The Philosophy in the Bedroom, um, which I think is kind of awesome that, one, the Marquis de Sade talks about it because it's not painful if done right. Um, but we often think Marquis de Sade is the, the name is the birth of sadism. Um, but so this is a concept that's been discussed in, in, in the late 1700s. Um, but even before then, it's it's that's discussed in in Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs. It's you know, look, the idea of of pegging um, has been around for a while. The name of pegging is something that is a little more recent. Um, so in the early two thousands. And I got to get there. We are in May 24th of 2001. Dan Savage uh, on the Savage Lovecast talked about, hey, we don't have a name for what happens when a woman dons a a strap on a dildo um, and fucks a man. And so Dan Savage decided, look, we need to come up with a name for this. So he started a poll on his website um, to try to determine the the best name for for this act. For that act. For yeah. this act. Um, the top three that filtered out were Bob, <laughs> Bend Over Boyfriend, which I love that. Uh, okay, that's cute. Uh, punt, um, because that's the act of kicking a ball for the other team. Uh, okay. Um, and then pegging. Um, so that's, you know, the origination of peg, uh, or pegging peg, was a device once used to keep the butts of some very unlucky boys gaping open. Um, so these were the three that filtered to the top. So you had bobbing, punting, and pegging. Um, and then after a, uh, a few months of, of sort of back and forth, in June, June 21st of 2001, pegging rose to the top. And that's where we now have the name pegging. So the name is only 16, 17 yeah. years old. And I actually think it's a really great name. Uh, but it is interesting after living here in Australia because they call clothespins pegs. And so when you put your clothes on the lines, instead of using a clothespin, you use a peg. Yeah. And every time I hear that, I just have to giggle. Well, and beyond that, even when we were um, interviewed by Mama Mia and Daily Mail, when we said the phrase pegging, both the ladies who, the, the interviewers, um, were like, I have no idea what that has to do with sex. How does clothespin, or how does the device used to hang in clothes, yeah. um, what does that have to do with sex? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a relatively new concept. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still, it falls... But it, but the term has taken off quite a bit, and I, I actually do quite like it. Oh, I think I think yeah. the term is, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's... it's relatively common in anymore yeah. in in modern vernacular yeah vernacular yeah, for sure. i mean even um what 2 years ago or 2016 so whatever in deadpool um mm-hmm. you know deadpool i think wade 
uh, Wade Wilson, that's his name, Deadpool, yeah. Um, it, his girlfriend pegs him for International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, a, it's part of a sexual montage of them having sex over different holidays. But the fact that they showed it on, on screen, that it was clearly what was going on. Yeah. Um, and as I recall, he doesn't really enjoy it, but it's still the fact that he tried it. That's, that's yeah. what is kind of awesome about 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 it and about pegging in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to like it. It's just like everything else, you, but you it's, should definitely try it. It's not for everyone. No. Yeah. Um, but neither is vanilla ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. So that, for me, was where I wanted to start. Well, you're already taking clothes off. Not clothes, just jewelry. Uh, it starts with jewelry. Yeah. It moves to clothes. Yeah. Um, but that was, so for me, I wanted, wanted to talk about like the history of the word, the origin, uh-huh. um, and then the history of the act which I think we sort of covered a bit. Um, where did you want to start? Uh, is there anything more you want to say about that? Well, there's probably or... a million other things I want to say about <laughs> pegging in general, um, but I won't necessarily know until we get there. I want to talk about health benefits a bit. But... Let's go ahead and get into that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good um, place. Look, so there are, there's a lot of, of, of both misinformation and confused information on, on pegging. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm going to pull up my notes here because I want to make sure I get it at least close to right. Um, so the the first question is, the, the, the look, the main goal of pegging is prostate massage. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that is, I think, there are many goals of pegging, but I think for most guys, it... The prostate massage is, is a great feeling. It's a, it's a good feeling. Um, you've also got that feeling of sort of giving up control and um, feeling what it, it's like to be the receiver or the, the penetratee rather than the penetrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these, and I'm, I'm sure you and I will touch on both of those a little farther down the line. Um, but I think the first thing to talk about is exactly what the prostate is. Um, mm-hmm. What is the prostate and what the fuck does it do? Um <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, so admittedly, when, when we started this, well, when we started our relationship in, in the first pegging episode, I don't think I really knew what the prostate was or what it did. I just knew that I liked it and I liked for it to be touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the, the prostate, of course, is a walnut-sized organ, uh, gland, it's a gland, um, that is about two to three inches inside the anus. Um, towards the belly button side. Yeah, it was um, towards the front, not towards the back. Any yeah. fellow who's ever had a prostate massage, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Any fellow who's ever had a prostate exam, look, I enjoy them, so. Um, <laughs> but any fellow who's ever had a prostate exam, the, the doctor dons a glove, they lube themselves up, and then they put their hands palms down. You, you're bent over the, the, mm-hmm. the table, uh, and they put their hands palms down, usually their middle finger, into the anus to feel the prostate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're looking for swelling, they're looking for um, abnormalities of, of, of texture. Um, you know, if you put your own hand, or ladies, if you put your hand into an, a, a man's anus, mm-hmm. you'll feel the prostate. It's it's, I think it feels very similar to the G spot, the female G spot. Yeah, I would um, agree. It's kind of spongy. It's it, it's one of those one of these things is not like the others down here. You yeah, know? as as you're going along, it's like you once you get there, you're like, okay, yeah, this doesn't feel like the rest of the tissue. Yeah, yeah. 
definitely something different. So what the prostate does is um, medically, it, it secretes a, this alkaline fluid. Um, it's it's milky and white in, in appearance, um, and it, it's about 30% of the, the volume of semen when you, when you ejaculate. Um, its main goal is to help neutralize the acidity of, of the vagina. So it's trying to, the vagina is naturally acidic, mm-hmm. semen then is naturally basic. It's trying to neutralize that, that acidity so that the, the vagina doesn't... So it doesn't kill the sperm right hurt away. Hurt the sperm yeah. um, as it goes in there. So that's, that's its job. Um, that's its, its main task to, you know, to, to protect the sperm or to, to help neutralize the acidity, acidity of the vagina. Um, and then the, the prostate itself is, it kind of, it's, it's like a donut, um, and you, and the urethra goes through it from the bladder. So you've got your bladder Mm -hmm. and then below the bladder sits this walnut of, of prostate. And then the urethral, the urethra, um, tunnel cord pathway, I don't know, goes from the bladder to the end of the penis, but it cuts through the prostate, Mm -hmm. which is why, um, and we may touch on this again. If you get your prostate massage and you have to pee a little, you'll feel like you have to pee a lot because you're massaging this this organ or this gland that's right beneath your bladder. Mm-hmm. So by touching it and hitting it, it's like holy shit, I've got to pee. Right. Um, you know, and you look at if you look at at cross sections of the of the male body, um, if you stick your finger in too far and start pushing, doing the come hither. You're going to hit the bladder, um, and by uh, addressing the bladder, it's going to make you feel like you have to pee. So you want to make sure that you hit the prostate, not the bladder. Mm-hmm. So that's what the prostate does. Mm-hmm. So what does prostate massage? Where is the? What's the benefit of of massaging the prostate? Um, that's that's a great question, um, and and there's a lot of sort of back and forth on it. Look, um, a- apparently it, it helps. Um, with if you have painful ejaculations, which I've only met one person on earth that had a painful ejacula- ejaculation, that sounds horrific. Um, of course, that does sound pretty terrible. Again, neither one of us are doctors, no. so we don't know and we can't give advice on, on anything medical. Um, no, but if you have a painful ejaculation, fucking go, go see, a see your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, ejaculations are supposed that to be fun, they're not, not supposed to be yeah, painful. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, massaging the prostate can assist in erectile dysfunction. Um, Interesting. It can, and this is one that I can definitely attest to. Um, midnight mid, midnight peeings. Mm-hmm. So the the need to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Before you and I started doing prostate play, I was probably peeing twice a night. Okay. I would get up. Like in the middle of the night? Yeah. yeah. Would, I'd go to bed, wake up at, you know, I'd go to bed at 10, wake up at 1, pee, go back to sleep, wake up at Five p. Go back to sleep. Wake up at six thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not good for your sleep system. No. But after we've done prostate massage and pegging, um, I can go through the entire night. If as long as I pee before I go to bed, wake up the next morning. I'm going to have to pee as I wake up. Yeah. But I, I can sleep eight to ten hours and not have to pee. Um, it's a it's a fantastic like that alone for me is totally worth it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Not having to wake up to pee is is yeah. fucking amazing. Um, and then lastly is uh, prostatitis. 
Um, so there are vastly mixed ideas on whether prostate massage can assist prostatitis. Um, which is that inflammation is, of the prostate? It's inflammation of the prostate. Um, it's one of the, as I understand it, it's one of the precursors and sort of like uh, warning flags for prostate cancer um, and, and then other things. And there, there are studies that show that prostate massage can actually spread that inflammation around okay. and there's studies that show that the that it can help there's studies that show that mixing it with antibiotics helps lower the prostate uh, prostatitis and, and and make that inflammation go away there's studies that show that there's no difference between um just antibiotics alone and uh-huh. antibiotics and prostate massage so no real consensus one, then. there's no real yeah. consistency on prostatitis but look it's it's a pleasurable thing um massaging the prostate mm-hmm. and again it helps you not have to pee in the middle of the night so right so there you sleep better i it's yeah I, I i love it so right there that's the big stuff that i wanted to hit at the very beginning okay um before we dove into your gigantor list it's not that long of a list <laughs> it's 14 pages i'm kidding no no, the first thing I did want to talk about was just knowing the anatomy and, and where the prostate is Woo-hoo. and that type of thing. So we, I think we covered that pretty well. Yes, yeah, so if yeah. you're on your back, boys, yeah, um, it's going to be on your belly button side of your body. Yeah, and I, I think that's important to keep in mind, um, and we'll touch on this a bit later, but when you are playing with a dildo, if you've got a dildo that's curved, know which way it's curved towards. Yes. Um, be, and, and that kind of depends on the position that the male is in you know if the if the male is say bent over the bed and the female is behind you want the dildo to curve downwards towards the belly button you don't want it to curve upwards towards the back yeah even though it may look more natural natural for it to be curved up you want it to be curved down because yeah. the point is for it to massage the prostate right. you want it to hit that prostate but if he's on his back laying on his back and you're on top then you want it to be curved upwards because again you want it towards the belly button so that's the main thing is to just know the anatomy know where the prostate is and keep that in mind be cognizant of that when you're in various positions and and feel free you know don't be shy to to adjust the dildo accordingly because that'll obviously make the play a lot more fun for everyone indeed yeah. Um, but I would say when you're, the, the first thing, if you're looking at wanting to, to try pegging with your partner and it, it's something that you maybe are interested in, is to talk with your partner about it and make sure that they're on the same page as you, that they want to try it as well, that, you know, how are you going to go about it? Um, you should be able to have an open dialogue and an open conversation about pegging and about anal play with your partner. Uh, if you can't have that conversation, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I would completely agree with that. You know, if you can't have a conversation about, look, I would like to try this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to be honest. I would advise you looking for a, maybe a, a, some kind of counselor or therapist who can help you work through these things because you need to have somebody that you can have a, an open dialogue and conversation with. Um, and if that person completely shuts you down from the beginning, for whatever reason, that's, I think, a, a, mm-hmm. a, an example or a seed of a bigger problem. Yeah. Um, and again, if, if they aren't keen on it or aren't really interested in it, 
as well, be patient and give them time to get used to the idea because whether you're the male or the female bringing up the idea, it can be a, an uncomfortable topic and a little squeaky for people. You know, from the male's perspective, you you want to put a dildo in my ass and and not all guys are comfortable with that. That can be a kind of a no-go zone and, and that, you know, can be something that really turns them off. And then from a female perspective, it's you want me to put what where, you yeah. know, and... and so again, it's it's that whole mentality that, you know, you may be interested in it, but if your partner isn't fully on board from the beginning, give them time, talk about it, maybe watch some videos together, you know, but just just don't force it. But, you know, at the same time, don't pursue it unless you're both on the same page. I completely agree. And, and I think it's this is the time to really say, look, we live in a very, very heteronormative world. Yeah. Um, the idea for many men, and I think many women as well, that I, that a man either wants or a woman wishes, whatever, to put something up a man's ass, automatically the first thing they think of is, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. Um, pegging has, and, and anal play alone with a heterosexual partner, um, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with sexuality. No, um, no it and, and it's something that really kills me that people always assume that sexual play and sexuality are the exact same thing. And that is fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, and just because I like lasagna and spaghetti does not make me Italian. I'm not Italian. <laughs> um, I am as far as you can get from Italian. Um, but I love, I love Italian food. Um, so I think that, 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 that idea that because I like pegging must mean I'm gay is a is a is a something that we as a society really need to get over. You know, suck it up. It has nothing to do with your sexuality. Yeah. It has to do with what you enjoy and what you find pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, if done right, it should be enjoyable. It should be pleasurable. Um, and I agree what you say. You know, bring up bring it up. Ask them their thoughts about it. How do you feel about this? Yeah. And then tell them your thoughts about it. You know, um, this is something that I wanted to try or, or this is something that I think is interesting or I, I saw this in porn mm-hmm. or I saw this on Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, if fucking Deadpool can do it, if Ryan Reynolds <laughs> can do it, everybody can do it. I would kind of like to do that with Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> Dude, there's so much I'd like it, to do with Ryan if Reynolds. If I could peg him, that would be amazing. And and the, the I don't remember the lady. Vanessa was her name in the I movie. I know, she's very pretty. But, I mean, there's a million things that I would like her to do to me. <laughs> um, not important. Anyway, moving on. Um, but also, when you're talking about this is something I want to do. Make sure you explain why. Why do you want yeah. to do this? Why is it important to you? Um, so, and I'll say I'll, I'll say what I get out of it, and then I'll let you say what you mm-hmm. get out of it for for why. But for me, I actually enjoy being the penetratee. I like being the receiver. It's something nice about you know past all the medical benefits that we've already sort of touched on. You know, for me emotionally, there's something really nice about being able to a put myself in a position where I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. I'm the fucky, not the fucker. Um, and to give that sort of, a, I'm going to get sort of, um, I don't know, uh, woo woo on this, but to give myself to you in that way, to be able to say, look, I'm, I'm being vulnerable with you. I want you to be dominant over me. There's something really nice about that. Um, and there's also something really amazing about not having the control about 
you know, and there's positions that we can that we will talk about in which the man is in greater control. But a lot of the of the pegging positions, the man's not in control. the The woman is is in the position of power, and there's something really kind of, well, I mean, fun and hot about that about giving the power over to you. So I think for me, those are the like the big things. I like that's what I like about it. So as the as the top, as the giver, what what do you gain out of it? So for me, I would agree with the um, I would say more the emotional component. I like it when you are in that I'm going to say a more vulnerable position because it's it's not as often that this is going to be a gross generalization. But even just for me, but as, as a female, that I get to be in that kind of power position. Even when I'm more dominant, um, you know, there's still, it's still, if I'm with a guy who is much bigger than me, and we've had it with partners, and I love it sometimes, but they can, you know, take me and flip me and basically put me in whatever position they want. Um, and there's something fun about that, but I also like being able to do that with a guy. And, and when we're pegging, it allows me to do that. And so then I'm in control of the situation and and the, the speed of play, the type of play, how it goes, you know, the, the flow of everything. Um, and it is it is a bit of that emotional component of, you know, the that you you are the sub. And so I would say that that's a big part of it for me. The other thing is just from a purely a visual perspective in if I'm on the bottom and you are kind of kneeling over me, and again, we'll get into positions later, but if you're kneeling over me and, you know, just kind of writing me from on top, I love seeing you, and I love seeing, you know, the dildo going in and out of you, and I imagine that's how it would be for a guy when they see their cock going in and out of a woman, Um, but there's something about that visual that is just very appealing, uh, and then the same thing if you're bent over the bed and I'm going at you from behind kind of more doggy style. Again, there's something about that visual of the the shape of the body, you know, from the shoulders down to the waist and the hips and all of that. It's just so sensual and it it really, really turns me on, just that, that visual aspect of it. Yeah. No, I, I can mm. totally appreciate that. Um, I know you get a lot more vocal. Uh, I do, yeah. You know, you're you're... I'm not going to say you're quiet during sex, but during when we're pegging, you are much more direct. Mm-hmm. And you're not just ooh, ooh, ah, ah, oh. You're very wordy. So you say yeah. you, you become a lot more verbal. There's a lot more dirty um, talk. Yeah, a lot more dirty yeah. talk. And that's what I would say as well is if you're trying to ease into this with your partner and it's something that you've agreed we want to try or you're trying to, you know, if, if you're really into it and your partner's not – um, and you want to make them a little more comfortable with it, you know, you don't have to jump in with both feet. You know, you can, but you don't have to. But what you can do is make that part of your, your foreplay and your dirty talk and talk about it as you're, you know, playing and kind of warming up and whatever. And, and you don't have to do it, but you can just talk about it and, and mention it and just kind of get used to that, the idea of that being a possibility, of it being around, of it being a thing. Um, and you can... You know, again, use it in kind of foreplay and, and, and just do, you know, a little bit of massaging and touching near the anal area without going actually to or in it. But it, it's just kind of making it part of the, I'm going to say part of the everyday and part of the norm for you. 
and then getting more comfortable with it that way before you even approach it. And look, you know, on top of that too, if you start having a conversation about it and your your partner Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. isn't 100% into it. Let them think about it. Let them sort of mull it over, but make sure that you circle back to it. You know, you don't just because you bring something up doesn't mean that you have to decide on it today. You don't have to decide on it right now. But let your partner think about it and then make sure that you both set a time. Say, okay, in a week, in two weeks, in yeah. a month, we're yeah. going to we're going to bring this up again. We we're going to talk about it again once we've both had time to really mull it over and and think about it. And decide this is what we want to do, um, but also you know re- respect your partner's boundaries. You know your yeah. your partner's. If it's something that they're completely against, find out why first. Um, and if that's the case, okay, respect that. Because um, there may be other issues and other reasons why. So, but you know, I- I'm gonna. I'm going to say that just because someone says because I don't because I don't want to or because I don't like because I don't like it those aren't answers. Um, those those are are little shields or fences that we put up around our emotions around ourselves to say look I don't want you to ask me about this. I'm going to call bullshit on that mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to because I'm not into it because it's gross. Those are things that aren't if you can't verbalize why. Um, you're not into it, or why you think it's gross, or whatever. Yeah, you need to do that. You need to come up with a with a non bullshit answer um, because that may it, it may just be because you think it's gross. But verbalize why. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's gross because of of it's dirty, and you know, sure that's a great answer, but it's not a good answer. Um, Because there's things that we can do to clean ourselves and to minimize that, and to minimize yeah. the risk of of anyone ever seeing any poo. Um, it it always frustrates me for, of people who say, "I don't like it because it's gross," mm-hmm. or "I don't like it because it's gay," or "I don't like it because whatever." Um, those are easy answers to come up with, but oftentimes they're as about as thick as tissue paper. They're easy yeah. to tear through, and if I can tear through it, then you know it's not that. Um, convincing or, or strong of an <laughs> argument. <laughs> so, you know, come up with a, you know, think about it and, and let them think about it and respect their response. Yeah. But at the same time, don't let them get away with a bullshit answer. Yeah. Um, come up with a reason. Have them come up with a reason. Or you should come up with a reason. And it should be a good reason. Um, and yeah. if it's a deal breaker, then it is. But sure. otherwise, go for it. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned cleanliness. Should we touch on that and how to prepare and clean yourself? Sure, if you wish. Yeah. Um, so, look, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, 
Do we want to talk about what do we want to talk about? Do you want to know um, what I do? I would start with if it's a a planned session. Okay. So if you know yep. that it's you're going to be, you know, I have this date or my partner and I are going to we're going to try pegging and we're going to do it. We're going to do it say, you know, Friday night, then, you know, Friday, maybe Thursday even, start thinking about your diet. Oh, I was going to say, let's look at let's look at this. I think that's a great example. Yeah. Let's assume that Friday night's the night we're going to do it. All right. So, if Friday if I know on Monday that Friday night's the night we're going to do it, I'm going to mm-hmm. start on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I would say at least a, at least a day, if not multiple days ahead of time. Yeah. So I'm going to start yeah. on Wednesday, and I'm going to start looking very carefully at my diet. I'm going to eat uh, a lot of good um, fiber, a lot mm-hmm. of fiber, but not a lot of things that don't digest well. So I'm going to stick away from corn. I'm going to stick away from beans, any seeds, um, yeah. and things like that I am not going to consume. Um, I'm still going to have a pretty fibrous diet, and I might take a fiber supplement, Um I have no idea what fiber supplements are available in Australia. I have no I idea actually either. looked. Um, that shows you how often I do this. <laughs> um, because and, I and you don't have to, but it is a it is a good way to kind of start cleansing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you're really squicky about about anal play, mm-hmm. this is where I'm talking about. Yeah. Take a fiber supplement. Blah 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 blah. Um, so if and that's if I've known on Monday. If I find out on Friday morning that yeah. we're going to try and do some uh, some anal play of any kind, um, I'm on Friday morning. I'm going to be very careful about making sure I have a very good, solid. I mean, this is going to be gross talk, folks. So if you don't like it, fucking deal with it. Um, I'm going to have a good, solid bowel movement. Uh, get as clean as I can from the inside. Mm-hmm. When I shower, I'm going to do one of a couple of things. Probably both. The first thing I'm going to do is a nice soaked up finger is going to go up at least, you know, at least the first knuckle. If not, if you can make it the second knuckle, that's better. Um, and clean, just clean myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing you can do is, a, whoops, that was my phone. <laughs> I get all excited. I'm talking with my hands. Maybe I am <laughs> Italian. <Yeah. laughs> um, another thing I might do is get, uh, an anal douche of some sort. Yeah. Um, I would stick to the water ones, uh, and for me, what I like to use is there's a, a, a it's, it's it's the same thing that you use on children. It's babies. like a little bulb, yeah. yeah, the little bulbs to clean yeah. out their noses and ears, uh, but it's a little bit longer. So you fill it up with warm water, not hot, not cold. For the love of God, not hot, not cold. Um, with yep. warm water, put a little lube on the end, insert it, squeeze as much of the liquid in as you can. Once again. This seems like common sense, but I can tell you from firsthand experience, do this outside of the shower, do this near a toilet. One of the toys episodes you talked about this, it was pretty hilarious. I did. Go back in our, yeah, it's a horrific story. It's kind of funny. But other things, (laughs) don't squeeze it and then let it suck back in. Oh, God, yeah, no. That's not a pleasant feeling. It does not feel good for that little thing. It's not very clean for it It's not very clean for it. These things can be cleaned. Look, you clean them. And I clean it every time anyway, but... Oh, the, the sucking back in is not a pleasant feeling, but you want to squeeze as much of the liquid into yourself as possible, Pull being very careful mm-hmm. that it doesn't suck open. You just kind of squeeze and squeeze and squeeze, and then you pull it out. And what I like to do is I pinch myself tightly closed, and then I wash it while it's still in, the water is still in there. Mm-hmm. So, and again, just water. Don't add soap. Don't add no. anything. You don't need anything else, because no. we're just trying to clean ourselves out. We're not trying to 
clean our. You don't need to sterilize. Yeah, we're not trying to sterilize. That actually does more harm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of really good bacteria that's in your gut uh, and that's in your anus that you don't want to get rid of. It's important shit down there. Yeah. (laughs) See what I did? (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So rinse it out. Wash the outside. Wash the inside. Use toy toy cleaner on the inside and outside of the of of this thing, uh, and then let it dry, hanging upside down. Yeah. Nozzle side down mm-hmm. in your shower or whatever. And then just let it go over the toilet. <laughs> um, because it's not going to come out perfectly clean. Uh-uh. And if you're really, really concerned about cleanliness, then make do it a couple of times. Do it again, yeah. Um, look, it's not going to come out perfectly clean the first time. I can promise you that. After the second or third time, it may come out and it's going to look just like water. Then you're probably fine with yeah. just about anything. Um Admittedly, me, I usually do it once, and that's good enough. Yeah. Because uh, this is a lot for you. Most of your partners don't aren't going to care. No. Um, if you discussed it with your partner, you know, you know, discuss a, a level of cleanliness that you're trying to achieve. Um, but also, I feel like you have to be a little realistic and accept the fact that at some point there's there's going to be poo involved. Yeah. You, you just can't help it. There yeah. just is. Yeah. yeah. You can't play in the mud without getting a little dirty. Yeah. So that's and that's then, me. And then also that's good for cleaning the inside. Um, but again, on the outside, especially you know if you do all of that in the afternoon, and then it comes evening time and you're getting ready to like actually get into play, it can always be a good thing to use a wipe on uh, the outside. Yeah. And that was my last thing. Yeah. Which if if it's all come down and it's like holy shit, we're gonna do this right now. Yeah. And I have have had no time to to plan or prepare, I'm going to get one of the After Dark Intimate Wipes, break that out. Actually, I'll get two of them. One I will coat my finger with and try to clean out as much as I can really quick, and then the second one will be used to just wipe the area down. um, The external area. The external area down. Uh, Because, again, I want to be as clean clean as possible, but sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes your partner, A, doesn't care, and B, it's just It's not, a little spontaneous. Yeah, it's and, spontaneous. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, we're going to do this now. <laughs> um, which is also Surprise. fun. But, you know, it goes down to poo is not stored there. Yeah. You know, yeah. nine times out of ten, even if you stick a finger up, up there as far as you possibly can, you're not going to hit anything. Uh, you're going to hit the inside of your body. Um, there's not going to be... Uh, that's not that's not where poo is stored. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And the other thing too is you know when you're, if we kind of move on into starting play a bit, is if you're you know we always talk about starting with a finger and so not going straight to Final Jeopardy and pulling out a big old dildo. You don't want to do that. You want to start simple, start small, start with a finger. If that squicks you out, if you're kind of weird about that, then use a latex or nitrile glove. Yeah, or you know? if you don't have a, a glove of, of any kind, unroll a condom, an yeah. unused condom. Yeah. That's almost finger-sized. Yeah, and they make finger cots as yeah. well at the medical stores. So yeah. You can buy them. Um, but anything like that, you know, you can you can cover your finger, whether it be with a, a condom or a latex nitrile glove. You know, just you can always use something like that if you really don't want to put your finger up there. Um, and ladies... Please, please, please trim your nails. Oh, for the love of smokes, yes. Don't have the little sharp, pointy, long nails. That's that's not good. Yeah, that's that's less than pleasant. Yeah, so definitely, definitely trim the nails. And should we move on to picking out a strap-on? 
Sure. Uh, so my suggestion, in so there's all different kinds of strap-ons out there. There are lots of strappy ones. There's fabric ones. There's leather ones. Um, there's panties. There's boxer briefs. There's crotchless strap-on panties. There's, there's a whole variety of different things out there. Um, my suggestion is pick whatever is comfortable on you, whatever makes you feel sexy. Um, if you, I personally like the panties and the, the crotchless panties. I like to see those on you as well. Yeah. For me, they're the most comfortable. They're the snuggest fitting and they keep everything. They, they keep the dildo really in, in solid position where it needs to be. And I, when I move my hips, I feel like the dildo moves very easily with them. So I have a lot more control over it. With the strap ones, even if they're snug and tight, I don't feel like I feel like the dildo has a little more movement to the, to it. And so I don't have as much control. It takes a lot more movement on my part as far as the body goes to make it move just a little bit. Um, that's my personal opinion. The strappy ones, the leather ones, whatever, they're all sexy, they're hot, they look really good. I don't find them as functional. Yeah. Um, everyone's mileage is gonna vary a bit. And there's, again, there's all different kinds. So just, you know, pick one or two, try them, see how they go. I would suggest um, kind of warming up with the the strap-on on. So not, you know, wearing it around a little bit before you actually go and start play. Wear it around the house. I mean, not like while you're doing dishes and things, but just kind of. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, But learn how it moves, how it feels, how comfortable you are with it. Again, how much and how little movement of your body, of your hips, you know, do you need to make to make it move to what degree? And that way, when you're using it with your partner, you kind of have a feel for what you need to do as far as your movements go. Yeah. Um, But again, I like the panty ones. They, to me, feel the most secure and the most stable, but... We have a lot of partners who do like the strappy ones. And again, yeah. they're hot. They're pretty. Um, I just don't feel like I have as much control with them. So what do you? how do you feel about the strapless strap-ons? you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. Um, so I like the strapless strap-on. And by um, a strapless strap-on, what, what it has is it's a, it's a dildo with a giant... It's look, imagine a, a, a kind of a squashed boomerang. Yeah. Um, so... Part of the boomerang goes is, is engorged and goes up inside the vagina. It has like a bulb that yeah. goes inside the vagina. And so the idea is the lady clamps on it with her pelvic floor muscles, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and then the rest of it sticks out like a penis. Yeah. Uh, so we've got one that we've used a bit. Admittedly, I've used it with female partners uh, probably more than with you. Um, but I've used it with you a few times, and it does have a vibrator on it, which is really nice. Um, again, some of the, the panties and the strap-ons that you can get have a place for a vibrator around the, the clit area, which is really nice as well. So it provides the female with a, a little bit more stimulation while they are fucking the guy. Um, but the strapless strap-on that we have does have a vibrator with it as well, which is, I like that. Um, it is... We'll have to look back at what brand it is. I know we talked about it in one of the early... Fun Factory, I believe. Is it Fun Factory? Yeah, because yeah. we talked about it in one of the... Oh, yeah, it is. Because the little vibrating part. Yeah. 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 Um, I know we talked about it in one of the toy episodes as well. Um, but it has a nice big bulb to it, so it's easy to hold on to. Some of them have smaller bulbs that fit into the vagina, and they don't necessarily stay as easily. Yeah. And when I put it in, I only put... If, if we've not had a lot of foreplay and not a lot of warm-up, so I'm not super wet, then I'll put just a hint of lube to get it in, but not a lot because I don't want it to just slide right Pop out. right out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but if we've had a lot of foreplay and I am nice and wet, then I don't even bother with the lube to put it in. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is good, though, but it's only good because of how it's curved and you can't really turn it around very easily. True. So it's only good if you're on top of me or I'm on top of you kind of missionary style. Um, it's not as good if we're doing a doggy style right. because yeah. I can't. Because it is curved, and I can't turn it around as, as no, easily. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, it is good, but only for certain positions. And so that's kind of one of those we have to feel out how we're playing. And it's not out of the realm. You know, if we're playing and we have a long session, we can, we can start with that or even finish with that. But we can use either that or the, the panties and the, the strappy strap-ons, whatever. We can use those in combination. So we can start with one, move to the other. It doesn't have to be uninterrupted play. It's it's kind of like any play. There can be ebbs and flows, and you can take yeah. a break. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's try this. Either we didn't or we did like that. Let's try this instead. And, and so it doesn't have to be a continuous, nonstop type of scenario. Um, but, yeah, no, I really do like the strapless strap-on because it gives me a bit of a different sensation as well while we're using it. And I also feel like, I feel like that one probably ultimately gives me the most control and feels more penis like than yeah. any other well, because, because it it is attached somewhat attached to, to me like, yeah. yeah yeah um so you know you look at the and you talked a bit about this the variation in dildos so we've got we've got dildos that are extreme beginners you know we're talking um i would have said four inches so whatever that is and very thin five and a half yeah. six centimeters i guess um and very thin like the, basically the, just bigger than your pinky yeah about yeah. your pinky size yeah um, up to some of the ones that I really like um, are there's one that we have that's an orange one that yeah is basically four or five balls that are stuck together and those balls um, really help again it's massaging the prostate it's bam 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 with each thrust and and pull um, and that's that's such a great feeling to have that. That's why anal beats feel so good, is that it's it's hitting the prostate and it's pushing against the prostate, um, so you get that push release, push release, push release, um, and then you know there's something really nice about one that's many of our our dildos are non penis shaped, right? Um, yeah. They're you know either smooth um, or they're they're they've got little ridges or, or whatnot, and some of the ridges I don't like, sharper ridges I don't like, um, but some of the actual penis shaped ones are kind of nice, and we've got yeah. one that we got recently um, that is just a bit bigger than me, yeah. um, so it's sort of like being fucked by myself. And it's um, the the texture of it is so soft, so amazing. Yeah. I love it. I think. Do you recall? Is that one from Fleshlight? We bought it from Fleshlight. Uh, but from the Fleshlight they people, may not be the manufacturer. But I think of they're it. just a distributor okay. of the brand, and I don't remember. Yeah, what. I don't remember the brand either. But it was. It just. We'll have to look it up because it feels so real, so soft, and because we got it at Sexpo in Brisbane. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, and it's it's just it's a good size. I really like it. Yeah, both for me and for you. Um, and it's very realistic looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and but I think that's a good point. It's like it doesn't have to be realistic no. looking. What turns you on is yeah. the thing. And I think that's what turns you on as the lady looking down at it between mm-hmm. her legs and the gentleman who is receiving it. You know, 
some guys, I get it. You, it's if it's too penis-like, you may think, uh, you know, again, you might have that. Yeah. It's amazing to me how men are terrified of their of cocks. Um, <laughs> you've got one and you use it all the time, but you're still afraid of it. Something wrong there. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if you want something that looks like just a dildo, then fucking get something that looks like just a dildo. Um, and if you want something that yeah. looks actual anatomically correct, there's plenty of options out there for that as well. Yeah. And, and you know, you can always try out smooth versus the textured yeah. ones because there's, like you said, we've got the one that looks like it's kind of the beads stuck together. We've got some with ridges on them. Some have the veining like a, a yeah. cock would have. Um, so all different kinds of textures, smooth, whatever. But and you can and sometimes you may be in the mood for different things as well. To, you know, you don't always have to use the same thing. So yeah. you may feel like I want this one tonight. I want that one. And that's what night. I think we have probably seven, eight easily, yeah, uh, different dildos. And it just depends. And sometimes we start with one and we'll move to the next one, um, which goes to the how easy is it to switch out. So make sure yeah. that whatever um, harness, many of the strap-on yeah. harnesses that we have are ring-based. Yeah. So what that means is that your dildo is going to have some sort of flare at the end. Um, that flare is big enough that it won't come through the O-ring at the end, at, at, on, the, on the harness. So what that means is that in order to load or unload that dildo from that harness, it needs to go through that ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for what we tend to do, we will often dress the con or dress the dildo um, in a condom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are are sexy pervs like us, uh, then you'll have we all have expired dildo or expired condoms. We don't have expired dildos. No, I, ex- I don't think those expire. <laughs> I don't think they, we have expired condoms, and so we'll use those on our toys rather than with our partners because yeah. you don't want to risk a. I mean, no. it's, it's a toy, so there's no risk of pregnancy or, or, or disease, so yeah. It's more just for easy cleanup and that kind of thing. So yeah, we like to use the old condoms on those, or it, or just buy cheap condoms. You know, you yeah. don't, if you, there's a particular condom that you want to use with your partners, then that's great. Um, for us, they're not the cheapest, the ones that we no. like, and so you know, we use, again, we use expired ones, or just go down to the store and get the cheapest thing there is. Use those with toys. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't really matter as much with those it's more just again for easy cleanup and that and ease of use kind of thing yeah um and so just yeah then you take the condom off toss it away and then you can do the changing of the dildo Uh, and we do that i I would say most plate sessions that we have we go from one dildo to the next we might be changing position it's like let me change the dildo and whether that's change the way the dildo is pointing or change the dildo itself. Yeah, because a lot of times we'll start with something smaller and then just kind of work up, or we may start smooth and then want to go to texture. You know, it just kind of depends. You said that perfectly. Start with something smaller and and move up. Yeah. Um, So inside the rectum, you've got two... Yeah, you need to imagine two little <clears throat> O-rings. The first one is we all we all know it. It's the one um, on the very outside uh, of the of the rectum uh-huh. um, of the anus. That's that anal sphincter. Um, and then there's one. Um, I think it's an, an inch and a inch inch and a half in. So two to three centimeters in. It's another O-ring. Those are two muscle muscular O-rings that um, that that's what holds everything inside. Um, they don't want things. They tend to not like things to enter. Um, so you need to learn to relax those two muscles. Uh, so the question is, how do you relax those two muscles? 
for me, the easiest way to relax those muscles is to start with a small butt plug or start with a small dildo. Once my body gets used to that, mm-hmm. I can move to the next size. And then once my body gets used to that, I can move to the next size. Um, I think a lot of us are, are disillusioned by porn where we see yeah. men or women go from nothing to gaping asshole um, in the matter of seconds. And that's and not reality. That's not reality. Yeah. That's not how the body works. There's nothing you can do to train your body to to go from, you know, having nothing there to having something, to being fisted yeah. um, in the matter of no seconds or, or even a minute. You have to relax those muscles. You have to teach the, you either train those muscles, um, but even if you've trained those muscles, you can't go that quickly from nothing to fisting. And I would even say start a little bit beforehand and, you know, make sure that if you want to do pegging with your partner, make it a nice, relaxing evening and kind of get them relaxed and into the mindset a bit. Start very slow, you know, massage them. It's always, you know, you can always take some time and give them a nice massage, kind of massage the legs, massage the ass, get that area kind of loosened up. Get the blood flow. Yeah, get the blood flow going, get it relaxed, and just kind of do some light fingering around the anal area and, and just get get it kind of used to just, you know, there's going to be some play here and, and just kind of start working on that before you ever think about entering them. Um, but just kind of start really slow. And that can happen even in multiple sessions. So you can do a lot, you know, do some of the massage and the external fingering and, and the massaging and I'm making a motion that people on the say. podcast can't see. Um, but you know, Maybe just, you're Italian too. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, just some, some external play with your with your fingers and, and your hands. and But just to kind of get them used to the idea that there's going to be some play around here um, if they're not used to that. And, and you can kind of... Then when you do decide to actually enter them, you know, again, use a finger, use a tiny little dildo. It doesn't have to be super huge. You're not going straight to Final Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, so warm-up is definitely important, um, and it, it, it is important to kind of get going slowly and make sure that your partner is comfortable, the scene is set. You know, it's something that you want to make sure that you're both really in the mood for. I completely agree. Um, unfortunately... Uh-oh. I know. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Is it right that there. time already? It's that time already. Oh. So we've been rambling on about the 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 preamble to to pegging. Um, so we're going to split this into two episodes. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Um, so join us next week, folks, <laughs> when we talk about yeah. um, some of the myths behind pegging, positions for pegging, um, and then I guess the actual act of pegging. Yes. <laughs> We, we we started our pegging podcast without actually getting to pegging. No, um, so we'll we'll discuss a little. We'll discuss the nuts and bolts, pun intended, um, behind pegging next week, um, along with some other fun stuff. Um, in the meantime, if you have questions uh, regarding pegging, regarding swinging, regarding bisexuality, regarding anything, please. Um, hit us up, the Adams of Love at gmail.com or, or on our Facebook page. Uh, search for By the By Podcast. We are also on Twitter at By the By Podcast. And uh, we're on Instagram now. We have continuity because we are on Instagram at By the By Podcast. So, yeah, uh, if you've got questions for myself or Angela, please send them out to us. We uh, loved it. We always love to hear from you guys, and we've had some really great feedback in the recent past. Um, help us out by rating us, reviewing us um, on, on iTunes especially, because that helps us 
get out there. It helps our people find us. Um, so if you like us, leave get, us a review wherever you do listen to us. Yeah, yeah. And, and that helps us uh, so that when you search for sexuality and bisexuality especially, um, it helps for folks to find us. And we really, really appreciate that. So uh, until next time, keep it sexy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 